Man, we just had an awesome time in worship today. Uh, this is Communion Sunday, so we uh, just uh, had communion together uh, as a body, but then we went back into worship, and we sang an oldie but a goodie, I surrender all. And I'm telling you, the presence of the Lord is in this place. If you missed it, sorry that you missed it, but you could be here with us next Sunday. Uh, we love to see you in the building, but good morning again for those that are just tuning in online, or if you're watching this later on, uh, we welcome you and welcome this morning to New Life Church of Mobile. Man, I'm excited to be with you guys. Did y'all have a great time with Pastor Paul Brill last week? Yes, man, we love Pastor Paul and Miss Leanne. They're an amazing couple. We've known them for years, and we're so thankful that they were with us while we were away last week. But hey, we're back with you guys this morning, and we are about to start a new sermon series. I know these past five weeks we've been talking about faith, we uh, faith uh, series, faith school part two, but now we're starting a new sermon series this week for the next few weeks called The Holy Spirit. It's just simple, The Holy Spirit. It's a very simple topic that I feel like over time has been very complicated. I know so many people in the church have made the Holy Spirit feel so mystic and so majestic and it's, it's hard to touch. It's hard to reach. Who is the Holy Spirit? Or you have to be saved for 35 years and never committed one sin in order to have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. And people can make the Holy Spirit seem so unobtainable that it can discourage you to say, you know what? Well, if I can't receive it, then I don't want it. And I wanna, we're going to talk a lot about that a little bit later on. But the Holy Spirit, as we mentioned earlier in communion, it's the awaited promise that is for each and every one of us to receive. And I remember when I received the Holy Spirit, I actually received the Holy Spirit the day that I got saved. Praise God. And I remember when uh, the gentleman was praying with me to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he told me this one thing. He said, get out of your head and stop trying to think about it because that's exactly what I was doing. It's like, how did he read my mind? How did he know what I was thinking? But in that moment in my mind, I was trying to, it was like I was trying to, you know, like you, you squinch like this and you're trying to think real hard. I was doing that. I was like, come on, Holy Spirit, you got to get inside. I want you. I want. And I was trying so hard in my mind to receive it that it was doing no good at all. And then he just stopped. He just said, stop. I just want you to stop. I want you to relax because the Holy Spirit is easy to receive. You just have to believe it and receive it. And in that moment, I remember I just took a deep breath. And the next thing, some words start coming out of my mouth. And I'm like, what is this? I never experienced this before. And then I started speaking in another language or started speaking in tongues. And instantly, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And for me, it was that easy. Because it was something that someone explained to me that it's easy to receive. And if you've ever struggled to receive the Holy Spirit, I want to encourage you this morning. It's easy to receive. It's not hard. It's not difficult. It's not weird. It's not goofy. It's not a football. It's not something that you catch. I know some people think, oh, I didn't caught the Holy Ghost. No, you didn't catch nothing. You didn't caught something, but it ain't the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost isn't something that you catch, because that means if you catch it, that means it can go away. No, it, it's not something that just comes on. Oh, I just felt the Spirit come on me. Well, the Spirit can come on you, but usually what people mean, they feel an emotion. 
is what they're saying. I felt an emotion that I have to express, not necessarily the Holy Spirit. But there are moments when the Holy Spirit comes on you when you do want to express. So I don't want to say that that's false either, but I'm saying people have made it to become a show. I'm going to put on a big show because I didn't caught the Holy Ghost. You know, maybe the, in an in old church, I remember this church I used to go to back in the day a few times. There was this one lady. You can always count in the service when she was going to cut up. It was when the music got playing just right and the crowd started hoeing and humming real good. You already knew she was going to get up and she was going to cut up. It's like you can almost count down 10, 9, 8. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, showtime. And then it, and, and, and you can almost count out. And sure enough, she would get up and she would do her dance and then she would fall out and they would carry out and then they would do it again next Sunday. It was like a routine at that point. But that was for show. But when the Holy Spirit comes up, sometimes you don't even say a word. You're quiet because he's speaking. It's a I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let me just let me just calm down. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's just open up in a word of prayer, and then we'll dive deep into this. Holy Spirit, we're honoring you this week. We're honoring you every day of our lives. We're so thankful for who you are. We thank you that you're in our midst today. Open up our hearts to receive from you today. And I thank you for LSU as they play tonight, that you be with them, that they have a great year. In Jesus' name, go Tigers. Amen. Amen. Yes, the Holy Spirit is, is with the, the fighting tigers of LSU. That's right. I'm not from Alabama. I'm from, I'm from Baton Rouge. That's right. So uh, <laughs> two people just left out of the door. That's okay. The Holy Spirit will comfort you. <laughs> but, man, but seriously, all the notes from this message, all the other sermon series, you can follow it on our app. You can download you can read, you can follow along, you can take notes there. But this week, week one of the new sermon series, The Holy Spirit. And the title of this message is, Allow Me to, Allow me to Introduce Myself. Allow Me to Introduce Myself. Talking about the Holy Spirit. And there's three points today I'm going to give you. And this is, I'm not going to make this complicated because the Holy Spirit is not complicated. It's very simple. To receive. So again, I want to apologize if people have made it difficult, you, difficult for you to understand or to receive what the Holy Spirit exactly is. I'm going to make it very simple today. For some of you, it's like, oh, this is elementary. I knew that. We're well, good. Receive it anyway. But this is going to be real simple, and I want to make it very clear. The first point today, what we need to know about the Holy Spirit is this. The Holy Spirit is a part of the Holy Trinity. That's number one. You can write that down. Very simple, basic teaching on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a part of the Holy Trinity. And for some of you, you might say, well, what's the Holy Trinity? I'm glad you asked. The Holy Trinity is three parts. The first part is God the Father. He's the first part of the Holy Trinity, God the Father. And God the Father, he's our creator. He's the maker of the universe. He is the one with the master plan. And Jeremiah when the word, the word says that I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. He is taking full credit for your personal existence and how he formed you into your family you are a part of now. This is God 
the Father, the Creator. He's the creator of the heavens and earth. He's the creator of us. He's the creator of everything, and he's the first part, the Godhead of the Trinity, God the Father, the creator. That's his role in the Trinity. And when we look at all creation, we can point back to that was created by God the Father. He is the first part of the Trinity, God the Father. The second part of the Holy Trinity is three parts. The second part is the Son, which is Jesus. The Son, which is Jesus. The Son, Jesus, is our brother. He's our Redeemer. He's our Savior. The one whose blood speaks for us because of what he did and his body is connected to us by his Father, God. For as long as we believe in Jesus, we, are, we have a forever connection with our Creator. We are, because of Jesus, our price that he paid on the cross, we have a forever connection with God the Father. We're grafted into the family of God, all because of what Jesus did. God sent his son down to humanity so that we could be made right with him, so that we could be made, also be called children of God. And forever because of Jesus, we're connected to God. Isn't that something to say amen about? Amen. That's something to rejoice about. And let me just say this. All paths do not lead to God. I know there's a lot of religions out there. I know there's a lot of philosophies and a lot of theology out there. But all paths do not lead to God. The word says that there's only one way through to the Father, and that's through who? Jesus. Through Jesus, the Son. It's only one way to God the Father, and that's through the Son. And I'm not here to mock or talk about other religions. That's not my job. That's, I want to tell you the truth about God. And the truth about God is there's only one way through it to him, and that's through the Son, Jesus, which is the second part of the Trinity. You know, you could do all these religious activities. You can, you can fast for a month. You can, you can cut yourself. You can discipline yourself with physical punishment. You could do all these things and say, I'm disciplining myself to be closer to God, but you could be so, so far away. Because all those things are just duties. They're just laws, or they could be, you ever experienced man-made laws where you just feel like, well, man, it feels like it's a lot of rules. It feels like I got to do a lot of things just to get closer to God. Well, if you feel like you have to do a lot of things to get closer to God, I would evaluate, are you really getting closer to God? Because it's easy. All you have to do is say, God, I need you. Bam, he's right there. Instantly, you can tap in. But when, when there's all this pressure and you feel all these unbearable laws and rules and regulations, that's not a covenant love. That's not the love that God has for us. His love is easy. His, his yoke is easy and his burden is light meaning that it's easy to receive him. All you have to do is accept the son, and guess what? You're instantly connected to the father. Instantly, you're connected through the father, all because of the work that the son did here on earth. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Amen? Amen. Scripture says that no one comes to the father except through me. And all these religious practices, like I mentioned, don't fall for all these religious practices and these heavy demands. Jesus is easy to receive. All you have to do is believe. Amen? Amen? So that's the second part. So we have the first part of the Holy Trinity. We have God the Father, the creator, creator of the heavens and earth, creator of everything. Second part is Jesus the Son. He is the one that unites us to God the Father, that we have uh, a way to God. And the third part 
of the Holy Trinity is what we're talking about this series, the Holy Spirit. That is the third part of the Godhead of the Holy Trinity, which is the Holy Spirit. After Jesus completed his purpose for all mankind, he released the same spirit that was in him and his father God to us, the Holy Spirit. Jesus promised his disciples, he said that he was like, wait here until the comforter comes. And when he was talking about the comforter, guess who he was referring to? The Holy Spirit. So if you're in a place today where you're like, I'm walking through a difficult time. I'm walking through some times where I don't know what to do. Guess what? You can call on the comforter, which is who? The Holy Spirit. And guess what he will do? He will come and what will he do? Comfort you. That's right. He's the comforter. That's what he do. He comforts. That's their promise that he will come and comfort you. So whenever you walk through, you say, oh, I just don't, I don't know about this Holy Spirit. I can't feel the Holy Spirit. I don't know what's going on. Guess what? All you have to do is call on the comforter and he will come and comfort you. Now, is that, does that seem like that's hard to do? Does that seem like that's hard to get to? I want to ease your mind this morning. I want to take all those burdens away about what you heard about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is there for each and every one of you. You've said, I've never experienced the Holy Spirit before. Guess what? You can receive the Holy Spirit today. All you have to do is receive it and believe it. And guess what? The Holy Spirit will be right there. So that's the first part. Allow me to introduce myself, the name of the message. First point, he is part of the Holy Trinity, the Holy Spirit. The second point today is the Holy Spirit is our awaited promise. The Holy Spirit is our awaited promise. There are so many scriptures that reference the proof that the Holy Spirit was always an active part of God's plan since the beginning. The Holy Spirit was always a part of God's plan from the creation of the earth. From the first moment that God spoke, let there be light or let there be creation or let there be animals or whatever. From the very beginning of creation, God had a plan and a purpose for the Holy Spirit to one day come. From the very beginning, I'll show it to you in scripture. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, it says, The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. The Spirit of God. What is that? That's also the Holy Spirit. It was hovering over the waters. In Psalms chapter 104 verse 30, it says, When you give them your breath, Life is created, and you renew the face of the earth. In this phrase, it says, when you give them your breath. Breath in this, uh, in this scripture is really translated to spirit. So when you give them your spirit, life is created, and you renew the face of the earth. So even from the beginning, from life being created, when God breathed or God put his spirit on it, guess what? It was created from the very beginning. When God's spirit or his breath was on it, bam, it came. And throughout all the Old Testament, the Bible says that, how many of you know about Samson? The Bible says that the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon Samson, and he killed all the Philistines, and he did all these great exploits for the Lord. Why? Because the spirit of the Lord or the Holy Spirit came upon him. Also, same thing with David. The spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David, and David did many exploits for the Lord. Also, Joshua and Gideon. There's so many examples throughout the Old Testament and New Testament of the Spirit of the Lord coming powerfully on people, and they do mighty exploits for the Lord, not in their own strength, 
but in the strength of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is our awaited promise. Anything that you want to do in life, you're going to need the Holy Spirit to accompany you to accomplish the work that God has for you. I know the past five weeks we've been talking about faith, and faith is important. But you know how you're going to put to practice the faith that you have? The Holy Spirit. Because when things get rough and times get tricky and you say, well, God, I've been having faith for this. God, I've been believing for this. I just don't see how it's going to happen. Guess who you're going to need to call on? The Holy Spirit to help you get through. Why? Because things do get uh, tricky and difficult. Things do get hard. But then that's when you need to call on the awaited promise, the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the one that leads us into all truth. If you're ever confused about a situation, you need to call on the awaited promise, the Holy Spirit. So guess what? He can give you some truth. How many of you need some truth this morning? Because we all have difficulties and situations and circumstances that we need answers for that we can't figure out in ourselves. But we need the awaited promise, which is the Holy Spirit that will lead us to all truth, that will never leave us, that will never forsake us, that will never steer us in the wrong direction. So if you're faced with a difficult decision, I would encourage you, don't make that decision until you consult the Holy Spirit. Because I promise you, the Holy Spirit will guide you and lead you exactly where you need to be. Now, I'm going to read this passage of Scripture that just fully talks about what I'm, I'm explaining this morning. And it's a little lengthy, but I want you to bear with me. And it comes from Isaiah chapter 42. And we're going to read verses 1 through 9. Isaiah 42, verse 1 through 9. It says, look at my servant whom I've strengthened. That's a good way to start off right there. Whom I've strengthened. He is my chosen one who pleases me. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the weakest reed or put on a flickering candle. He will bring justice to all who have been wronged. He will not falter or lose heart until justice prevails throughout the earth. Even distant lands beyond the sea will will wait for his instructions. God the Lord created the heavens and stretched them out. He created the earth and everything in it. He gives breath to everyone, life to everyone who walks the earth. And it is he who says, I, the Lord, have called you to demonstrate my righteousness. I will take you by my hand and guard you. I will give you to my people Israel as a symbol of my covenant with them. And you will be a light to guide the nations. You will, be open the, you will open the eyes of the blind. You will free the captives from prison, releasing those who sit in dark dungeons. I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not give my glory to anyone else, nor share my praise with carved idols. Everything I have prophesied has come true, and now I will prophesy again. I will tell you the future before it happens. To me, that sounds like an awaited promise. He's prophesying about Jesus in the future to come. He's talking about the Holy Spirit to come, the awaited promise to come. When you begin to think about things, God had such a master plan that even before in the beginning, he says, at just the right time, I'm going to introduce them to the Holy Spirit. Just when they think things can't go their way or they can't figure it out, guess what? I'm going to give them a comforter. I'm going to give them a counselor. I'm going to give them a direction or the, the spirit of truth inside of them that they can always depend on and rely on that will never fail them. 
That is an awaited promise. I don't know if you ever waited on a promise before, but this is better than any promise that you've ever been waiting on. The Holy Spirit, our awaited promise. This passage of scripture shows us how God, our creator, has laid out a plan for all people and how the works of the Holy Spirit will be displayed in our lifetime. This is Old Testament prophecy, New Testament, and it's being fulfilled throughout the Holy Spirit today. All those things that were prophesied that we just read in Isaiah, guess what? They're still being fulfilled today because of the awaited promise of who? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a bad dude. Good way to put it. He's a bad, the Holy Spirit ain't nothing to play with. I know people say it's a bad devil, but we serve a good God. And God's weapons are mightier than the enemy's weapons. And the greatest weapon that we have for our defense is the Holy Spirit. Because he knows all truth. He knows what's awaiting us. So why not follow the path of the Holy Spirit that knows the truth that's going to, he knows what's going to happen tomorrow. So why not say, Holy Spirit, I trust you with my tomorrow. Because I know you're going to lead me to all truth. Anytime you need direction, anytime you need direction or you're confused, I'm telling you, cry out to the awaited promise of the Holy Spirit, and he will lead you to right where you need to be. How many of you can testify to that before, that you've been in a situation before where you're like, I don't know what to do, but you cried out to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit led you to the where you need to be? But guess what? How many times has the Holy Spirit led you where you need to be, and you still said, God, is this really you? How many of you have been there before? I know I've been there before. Like, wait a minute, I know I heard you, God. I know you led me here, but what's really going on? Now, I I know I heard you clear. Now, I know you're the comforter and you're the spirit of truth, but this don't feel like no truth. What in the world have you got me into? And guess what you need to do? Trust him. Rely on him even more because he will never leave you nor forsake you. Why would the Holy Spirit lead you to a place to abandon you? Will he ever do that? No. What is he... When we get in those situations, what he's trying to say is, now that I've brought you to this place, I have another place that I want to get you to. I just need you to trust me. See, you had faith enough to get to where you are right now, but now you're going to need even more faith by the Holy Spirit to get to where I'm trying to get you to. Because this is just a setup to get you where I really want you to be. All you have to do is trust. But what happens when we get to that place where we're like, well, God, I thought I heard you. God, I know this is you. And then that old slew foot enemy, see, you can't trust the Lord. See, you, you, you should have did things your own way. You, you should have followed your own path. You should have listened to your friends because they, they ain't going to lie to you. They're going to tell you the truth. Yeah, and then you start listening to them voices, and guess what happens? Then you fall off. Then the Holy Spirit over here like, hey, I'm here, but I trusted you, and it didn't work out like I thought it should. Come back and trust again. Come back and believe again. All you have to do is say, Holy Spirit, I repent for disobeying you. And guess what? You're right back on track. Right back on track. Just like that. But he's the awaited promise. All you have to do is believe. Receive it. Is this hard this morning? Is this simple for y'all to get? It's simple. The Holy Spirit is simple, y'all. I want to make it simple for you. It's not hard to get to the Holy Spirit. It's right there. It's obtainable for each and every person. person, All you have to do is believe. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 1 verse 4. Once when we were eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem, 
until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. What's the gift? The Holy Spirit. This is, I'm just, get, I'm just backing this up with scripture. The awaited promise. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. What will you receive when the Holy Spirit comes upon you? Power. And you will be my witness telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, this is a good place to stop and say this right here. Some of you walked in here heavy this morning with the weight of the world on your shoulders, with circumstances and situations and all these things, life issues. You all, right now, you can't even focus on the message because you're thinking about what you're going through. What does it say that we just read? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, what will you receive? Power. Power. You know what you need to do in those moments? Call on the Holy Spirit to give you power to overcome the thoughts of the enemy. You need to say, Holy Spirit, give me the power to overcome these thoughts that are trying to enslave me of what I'm walking through. Because all the enemy wants to do is keep you in your mind to think about what you're walking through. Because the more you think about what you're walking through, the less time you have to ask the Holy Spirit to give you the power to overcome. But you just have to say, Holy Spirit, give me the power to overcome what I'm walking through. Let's just take a moment right now and lift our hands. Holy Spirit, I thank you right now that you've given us the power to overcome every situation, every circumstance. Lord God, every fear, every doubt that we have, every insecurity, everything that we're walking through right now, the things that we came in this room heavyweight heavy with, Lord God. We pray right now, Holy Spirit, give us the, the power to overcome. I thank you that you're strengthening your people this morning to overcome the attacks and the thoughts of the enemy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Your promise is power. It says when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power. Y'all, that's a secret weapon. That's your superpower. You know, Iron Man and Batman, they got this. Your superpower is power, but it comes from the Holy Spirit. And the good thing is you don't need the little Tony, the Tony, what is his name? Uh, Tony Stark little thing right here. All you got to do is it's never going to leave you. You don't have to recharge it. The battery never going to go out. You don't need the Iron Man suit. It's there. You don't have to get mean like the Hulk to get the power. It's right there. All you have to do is say, Holy Spirit, give me power to overcome whatever I walk through. I can't tell you how many times I walked in this sanctuary on a Sunday morning week and said, Holy Spirit, I need strength. Holy Spirit, I need power. And you know what? Instantly, I felt strength and power. Why? Because I asked him. But you have to ask. It's one thing to know that you have to ask, but it's another thing to seek to speak it out of your mouth. You have to confess. You have to, Holy Spirit, I need your power. And he'll be quick to act. He'll be quick to move. That is your awaited promise. Power. Power for what? To overcome. To overcome what, Pastor? Everything. And the last time I checked in Greek, Greek, in the Greek, everything or all means all. It means all. Everything means everything. All means all. So it means I get the power to overcome every, everything. All things. What do you mean? I've been battling. It don't matter what you've been battling for years. Once the Holy Spirit gives you the power to overcome, guess what? It is a finished work. All you have to do is continue to walk in your freedom because it's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not in your own strength. Your own strength can't do it. My own strength can't do it. 
But you call on the power of the Holy Spirit, he will give you the strength to overcome. So whatever you walked in today, just say, you know what? I'm tired of thinking about this. I'm giving it to the Lord. And when you give it to the Lord and your enemy tries to bring it back up, God, give me power to overcome these thoughts, to keep my eyes fixed on you. And when you do that, I'm telling you, a sense of peace will come over you. Where once there was turmoil and unrest and stress and anxiety, peace will come. You say, what is that? I ain't never experienced this before. That's peace. You know, I can, I ain't never lay down at night and be able to close my eyes and, and go to sleep. What is this? That's peace from the Holy Spirit. And only he can give it. Not NyQuil. Not Jack Daniels. Nothing can give you that peace but the Holy Spirit. Amen? So the first thing, Holy Spirit is part of the Holy Trinity. The second thing, he is our awaited promise. The third and final thing, the Holy Spirit is the inner witness. This is a good one. The inner witness. This signs, this signifies that uh, you are filled with his witness. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to give you some signs that show that you're filled with the witness. The first and most obvious way that shows that you're filled with his witness is speaking in tongues. Now, remember I talked about this earlier. There's nothing weird about speaking in tongues. Now, I know people have made a mockery of it. They've made a mockery of it, and they, you know what, I'm Christians. They, they get to retie my bow tie and restart my Hyundai, and they, and they say all these things, and they try to mock speaking in tongues. But speaking in tongues is not weird at all. It's a sign that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. In the book of Acts, it says when, on the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit of the Lord or the Holy Spirit fell on them, it said there was like flames on the, each and every one of their heads, and they began to speak in other languages. And they even said, How, what is this going on? How are they able to speak our language? What is that? That was the witness of the confirmation that the Holy Spirit was inside of them by giving them a heavenly language. And you know what, the, the, what tongues are for? They're to strengthen you. If I were to get up here right now and just preach this whole message in tongues, y'all probably would look at me strange. Because it does nothing for you. What it does is it strengthens me. So when I speak in tongues, what I'm saying is I need strength for myself. So I'm going to speak in my heavenly language. I was in here yesterday speaking in tongues all over this place. What was I doing? I was tapping into my heavenly language because this is another thing, too. When you don't know what to pray or you don't know what to do, you need to speak in tongues because you instantly connect to heaven. And guess what? When you activate the Holy Spirit, he will give you. This is what you need to do. Whoa. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I needed that because I sure didn't know what to do. But what did you do? You tapped into your heavenly language, and you give its direct access to the throne room of God, where Jesus is at the right hand on the, of the Father, petitioning for us on our behalf. And Jesus says, look, there she is down there praying for you. There he is down praying up to you. God, give him the answer. Bam, there it is. But tongues are to edify you, not to edify the body. So that's why in big church settings like this, I, I wouldn't come up here and just start speaking in tongues because you'd be looking at me crazy like, what is this does nothing for me because it doesn't, because it strengthens me. It strengthens you. So when you're in your prayer closet and you're alone or you're in your car, you need to begin. To, there shouldn't be a day that goes by that you don't speak in tongues because you need to activate and stir up the gift inside of you because it strengthens you. It's for your benefit. It's not weird. It's not strange. You're not possessed. 
It's the Holy Spirit inside of you, and it's an evidence that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. But I understand people have made it seem strange. And they get up there, and, and they want to make a show and a mockery of it. And I'm sorry if that's been your experience. But I want to tell you, it's not weird. It's not strange. It's very common, and it's to strengthen you. Amen? The second thing the inner witness does is, is prophecy. The inner witness is prophecy. What is this? This is the, the ability to encourage and lift up others in order to see them reconnected and connect to the spirit of God. Now, speaking in tongues is for your benefit. That's to edify you. But prophecy is to edify others. So when I speak a word of prophecy, I'm not doing it to edify me. I'm doing it to encourage and reconnect you to God. And you know the best way to prophesy over someone? To prophesy the scriptures. The best way to prophesy over someone is already prophesied the promises of God, which is scripture. Because you can't go wrong. Because there ain't no, well, I don't know if this is, no, that's God because it's the word. You, you, you can well, I think this is a word. I think I heard this from God, so I just want to speak this to you prophetically. No, speak the word of God. There ain't no mistake in that. That's the word. Best way to prophesy over someone, I was reading this scripture. I just want to prophesy this over your life. We're going to practice it right now. I want you to look at your neighbor. This is Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. I want you to say, neighbor, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Look at your other neighbor. Say, other neighbor, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, guess what? You didn't just prophesied. Give yourselves a hand clap. You don't know what they're walking through. But guess what? They know now the joy of the Lord is my strength. Now, instant encouragement to you and for them as well. That's the best way to prophesy. It's like I, I, if someone has been on your heart and you read a scripture and that someone came to mind, I would just say, Take a picture of it, write it down, whatever, and send it to them. I was reading this scripture, and I was thinking of you. I want to encourage you with this. That is the best way to prophesy to someone to make sure, like, this is the word of God, and I know it's true, and I know I heard from God, because you did. But it's also a sign of the inner witness that the Holy Spirit lives in you is the ability to prophesy to other people. And prophecy, again, is for the encouragement of other believers to draw them back to who? to the Lord. The third way that we know that the inner witness or the Holy Spirit inside of us is the still, small voice. A still, and it's a still, small voice. We live in a big world that makes a lot of noise, but the Holy Spirit speaks in a still, small voice meaning that you have to quiet your spirit and quiet your soul in order to hear him. Because there's so many distractions out there that's vying for your attention. And when everything is pulling for your attention, it's easy to miss the still, small voice. So that's why daily it's important that you get in the presence of the God and you quiet your soul, you quiet your spirit and say, God, I'm listening. You know, sometimes you might speak, sometimes you don't. But you never know if you don't spend time with him. And the way that you know that it's him is the more that you spend time in the presence of God, his voice is a still small voice, but it becomes louder because it begins to drown out other, all the other voices that are competing. Sometimes, you know, I can't tell you what it is, but I can tell you what it's not. 
And the reason I can tell you what it's not, because I know it's not the still, small voice that's speaking to me. When that still, small voice speaks, I know what it is, and I know what it's not. But when I don't hear the still, small voice, I'm confused. I'm kind of in limbo. I, I, I don't want to make a hasty decision because I, 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 don't, I didn't hear that still, small voice. But when you hear the still, small voice, you know that that's a sign of the inner witness that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. You could just be talking in conversation, and the Holy Spirit will say, say this. And you could, th- you could sit there and think about it for a month. Should I say this or not? I don't know. But you know if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you or not. You know a good way is your giving, your generosity. The devil will never tell you to give somebody something. How many times does the devil say, go ahead and give them $20? How many times? Never. But how many times has God spoken to you? Go and give. Oh, I rebuke you, devil. Get behind me, Satan. I'm not giving nothing away. That's a still small voice. Don't ignore it. But whenever the Holy Spirit speaks, he speaks in a still small voice. Because he's tr- what he's trying to do is, I want you to understand who I am because I'm different than all of the other rest of the voices in your life. Think about when Samuel was uh, laying down and the God started speaking to him and he didn't know how to, he didn't know how to respond. He, Samuel, Samuel, he kept running up. Eli, what is it, sir? No, I didn't call you. Samuel, Samuel. Eli, yes, you rang. No, no, I, boy, what's wrong with you? I just told you I didn't call you. What was that? He was, the still small voice was speaking to him. He just had to learn how to respond to the still small voice. What you have to do is learn how do I respond when the still small voice speaks to me? Because some of you have heard it. You just don't know how to respond. You're like, I've heard this. I just don't know what to do with it. You have to learn how to, and the best way to learn is obedience. The fastest way to learn how to respond to the still, still small voice is when he speaks to you, immediately obey what he said. If he says to do it today, he gave it to you today. I, uh, Elder Tony said this. If, when the Holy Spirit speaks to me and if he gave it to me today, I'm not going to wait till tomorrow to do it because if he wanted me to do it tomorrow, he would have gave it to me tomorrow. <laughs> he told me today, so I'm going to do it today. What is he saying? I'm being obedient to what the Lord has spoken to me. So when the Holy Spirit speaks to you or the still small voice speaks to you, be obedient to whenever he speaks because that is the best way to ensure that you always hear his command. Because he's always speaking. We just have to be sensitive enough sensitive enough to know when he's speaking and how to respond. The inner witness. And I'm telling you, that inner witness has helped me out so many times. Ooh, I'm telling you, it's helped me out so many times. I remember this one time this was a few years ago, we were, I was about, I was in a prayer meeting, and usually the way the prayer prayer meeting starts is, we start off with uh, a praise song, so we're in the middle of a praise song, and it's, and I know the song, so I know it's about to come to an end, and then Pastor Wayne leaned over to me, and he said, "Uh, Pastor Mario, what's the topic of prayer tonight, and I said, I don't know, I thought you were leading prayer, And he said, no, you are. And he just slid on back over. And I'm standing there like, okay, I got about 30 seconds before I have to go on stage in front of all these people to tell them what we're praying about tonight. And I didn't even know I was praying. So I'm sitting there like, Holy Spirit, you got to, 
you got to, I, I, I just, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And I just began to pray. And guess what? I heard the still, small voice. And he reminded me of something that I read that morning uh, in my daily readings. And he said, that's the focus of the night. And I said, thank you, Holy Spirit. But what was that? I didn't panic because I didn't have time to panic because I, I got about 30 seconds. <laughs> but I relied on the still, small voice to speak to me in that moment. And that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter what the situation is. If you call on, you could be in the most terrifying situation. I've been in some, that was not terrifying, but I've been in some terrifying situations before where I'm like, Holy Spirit, uh, this is crazy. Uh, I'm going to need you right now. And he'll speak to me. This is what you need to do. And sometimes I'm like, you want me to do what? But it was exactly what the situation needed. And I was obedient to obey what he told me to do. But he's always speaking. The Holy Spirit. He's speaking to all of us all the time. It's up to you whether or not you obey or disobey. I can tell you how to respond. I mean, I can tell you that it's him. You have to decide if you're going to obey or not. You know what's funny? And this is not picking on anyone in the room or anyone watching online because everybody at every church does this. When people feel like they hadn't been church to a while, they want to give you, oh, pastor, I've been doing this. This has been going on. And they want to give you a laundry list of things of why they haven't been at church. It's like, you don't have to explain that to me. I'm not looking at the door every Sunday wondering where you are. You just need to respond because the Holy Spirit is obviously convicting you. That's what that is. That ain't me. I'm not looking at you. I'm not looking for you. I mean, yes, we miss you, but I'm not looking at the door. Boy, I wonder when he going to come in today because he ain't been here in three weeks. I ain't seen him. I'm not looking at the door waiting to see who's coming in or not. What I'm saying is whoever comes in or not, I know the Lord has a word for them. That's what I'm worried about. But when, that, when, when you feel like you have to, exp- that's the Holy Spirit getting it. You have to say, well, how do I respond to the Holy Spirit? Be obedient. Be o- it's funny. You can always tell when the Holy Spirit's getting somebody. Because they just feel like they want to tell it all. It's like, nope, that, that wasn't it. That's the Holy Spirit getting them right there. I don't have to say anything. Right now, the Holy Spirit is speaking to a lot of y'all right now. And it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit. Because I know some people say, why are he talking about I know he's talking about I'm not talking about you. That's the Holy Spirit getting you. I don't know what you did last night. But if I say something that you did, that's not me. That's the Holy Spirit. Speaking to you to say, hey, there ain't nothing that everything in light, I mean, in darkness comes to light. Even in the form of a pastor using an illustration that he had no idea you was doing. But it's the Holy Spirit that's speaking. He's always speaking. We just have to be obedient to respond. Amen. First thing, allow me to, to introduce myself, the Holy Spirit. He's easy to receive. He's a part of the Godhead, the Trinity. He's the awaited promise. And also, he's the inner witness. That's week one of the Holy Spirit, y'all. We're going to go deeper into it in the next few weeks. But the Holy Spirit is not hard to receive. It's easy. Does it feel easy to you this morning? That's how I want it to feel. It's not hard to get to. So if you ever experience, you feel, I don't know if I could ever receive the Holy Spirit. I want to take away all the pressure and the burden and say, relax. Like the, like the gentleman told me, relax. Just receive. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. We thank you for these moments that we've had today 
where you can speak clearly and directly to our hearts. Holy Spirit, only you know how to speak to each and every one of us individually about everything that we're walking through. You're the only one that has the authority and the power to do those things. And I thank you that you're speaking clearly to our hearts this morning. That for those of us that need comfort, that you're giving us comfort. For direction, you're giving us direction. For peace, that you're giving us peace. Holy Spirit, you know what each and every one of us need, and you can give it all to us at the same time. There's nothing too difficult, too hard for you. And I thank you that today and the next few weeks as we go deeper into the Holy Spirit, that we will get a fresh and feeling. For those that have already filled, I pray for a fresh and feeling. That you continue to refresh and to renew and to restore and to reveal yourself to us in new and fresh ways. We rely on you, Holy Spirit. We depend on you. We trust you. We receive you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you to keep your head bowed and your eyes closed. And I want to give one final invitation. That's for anyone this morning that, <clears throat> you know, the Holy Spirit is the awaited promise. But in order to receive the promise, you have to come into right relationship with God. That's the first step. Once you, become into, once you come into right relationship with God and you confess your sin and you repent of your sin and you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, guess what? Then you're ready to receive the Holy Spirit. So I just want to give an open invitation for anyone in the room today, for anyone watching online, if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, because you realize this day, I can't go a day without living without Jesus. And most importantly, I can't live without the Holy Spirit. If that's you in here this room, in this room, you or you watching online, I want to pray with you. But before we pray, if you're in the room and you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to pray with you. And I'm going to just ask you just to raise your hand, just to acknowledge to God that God, I want to receive you as my Lord and Savior. Just lift your hand. No one looking around. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask everyone just to do this, just to place their hand over their heart. I want everyone in the room under the sound of my voice, whether you're watching online, just repeat this after me. Say, thank you, Holy Spirit. In this moment that I've recognized my dependency upon you, Jesus, I thank you for the finished work that you performed on Calvary for me. And today, this Sunday morning, I receive you with all of my heart. I lay down my life, I leave it behind, and I take up my cross to follow you. Holy Spirit, enter my heart. Be the inner witness. Be the light. Be the guide. Be the spirit of truth that you've said that you would be as the awaited promise. And I receive you in my heart this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. If you prayed that prayer, I just want you to congratulate you. Congratulate you watching online. You prayed that prayer. Congratulations. That is the greatest decision you will ever make in your life is to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And if you're in a room and you made that decision, there's one thing I want you to do. In the seat back in front of you, there's a card that says, let's connect. Well, on the back of it, it says, I've made a decision. Uh, fill that out. Let us know what God did in your heart in this moment. We love to reach out to you 
uh, throughout the week. And also, if you're online, just drop a comment in the comment section that you receive Jesus, and we would love to pray with you as well. Come on, y'all give it up one more time for those that made the decision to follow Christ. And before we dismiss with those online, we want to give you an opportunity to give. But before we give, something exciting is happening this Wednesday. This Wednesday at 6.30, we are launching life groups. Come on, y'all. I'm excited about life groups. If you're like, what is a life group? A life group is just a small group of believers that come together, that do life together to build community. It's a safe place where you can come with other believers. We can share a meal. We can share in scripture. We can share just what's going on in our life. We have men's groups. We have ladies groups. We have young adults groups. We even have kids groups. All those will be available for you this Wednesday, 630. We do it the first Wednesday of each month. This is the launch of it this uh, coming Wednesday uh, in September. So this is the first one that we're having here at New Life Church. So we'd love for you to be a part of that. It starts at 630, 630, and then we'll share a meal. And then from there, we'll break off into our life group areas. But also, like I mentioned, I want to give you an opportunity to give if you're watching online. And then we'll disconnect with you guys. There's a couple ways you could do it. You can download our app, and you can give on the app. You can go to our website, which is newlifemobile.org. Or you can go to our website or our Facebook page to mail in a check, a money order. But let's pray for those that are prepared to give online, and then we'll dismiss you guys. Lord, we thank you for the tithe that's coming to the storehouse today. I thank you, Lord God, that you bless each and every person that's giving. Meet all of their needs, Lord God. Let there be no lack in their homes. Bless them in every area of their life. Bless their generosity. Lord God, I pray that you pour out a blessing that they can't contain. I thank you that you're with them. I thank you that prosperity and blessing and healing is coming to them and their homes for generations. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, we want to invite you out this Wednesday, 630, for life groups. You don't want to miss it. We have men's groups, ladies groups, young adults groups, and kids groups. We have something for the whole family. Come out and enjoy a night out with us. We'll be here for about an hour and 15 minutes. This Wednesday, 6.30, Life Group Launch. We love you guys. Have a great, great Sunday. Amen.